Create Arts Podcast. Commentary and interview. Hospitality with Ronica Merrill. Hello, friends. This is Timothy Kim O'Brien, your head instigator for Create Art Podcast, where I use my over 30 years of experience in the arts and education world to help you tame your inner critic and create more than you consume. So in December of 2022, my wife gave me this packet uh, called a uh, pack of cards called Kickstart Creativity. And it's done by Bonnie Smith Whitehouse. And there's three types of cards, and they're to spark your creativity. There's action cards, perspective cards, and intention cards. And right now, I'm working through intention cards. And um, on on the way to make this episode, uh, I got contacted by a uh, a person that had been on this episode previously, uh, Ronica Merrill from uh, I. Well, she lives in Ireland and she's a screenwriter. So this one is going to be a very special interview, and uh, you know we haven't talked to each other in a year and a half. So without further ado, and you can uh, in the show notes you can go check out her website, and you can go listen to uh, the uh, old episode that we had a year and a half ago with her doing. Um, going professional. And uh, this interview uh, was uh, really eye-opening in a lot of ways. So without further ado, I bring to you the wonderful Ronica Merrill and uh, our conversation on hospitality. So thank you everyone for joining us here today. Um, I have a special guest with us here today. She was here back about a year and a half ago in September of 2021. Of course, I am talking about Ronica Merrill. She's over there in Ireland. I'm here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And uh, we're going to talk about hospitality today. And I'm going to be reading from the card here. It's an intention card. So let's get that in for us. From the ancient Greeks to the Celts, from Judaism to Islam, and from Christianity to Hinduism, and I would even throw in there atheism and Taoism and all that good stuff, uh, hospitality is simply defined as uh, receiving the stranger and welcoming the guest. At its heart, hospitality is acknowledging that our humanity ties us together, so we should welcome that which we would call strange or stranger, not only into our homes, but also into our lives. Hospitality allows for new friendships, increased freedom, and fresh ideas. And then the actions on this are um, reflect alone or with others on what we can learn about global hospitality traditions, create a table or a simple centerpiece that tells a story with objects from nature or from your family history, and then welcome others to your home or workspace by opening your door at, uh, at the same time every week, have tea or wine or coffee in this case, or prepare a simple meal. Give everyone you've welcomed something practical to do. And unfortunately today I did not prepare a meal for Ronica, but that's okay. I think she'll forgive me for this, but I definitely want to welcome Ronica back to our podcast here. Ronica, how are you doing today? Oh, thank you so much for having me on again. It's just, it's such a pleasure. Um, it's, I, I, I really enjoyed our conversation last time and it, it happened at such a pivotal moment in my life. So I think back on it um, a lot. And uh, yeah, thank you for welcoming me. Thank you for uh, showing me hospitality. My pleasure, um, my pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing to be back. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's, 
been it's it's uh, yeah it's been a minute and it's been wild it's been a, a wild year and a half for me um i have uh i have done a lot and built a lot and experienced a lot uh in that in that time um but yeah it's great to be back and uh yeah good deal good deal so when when last we speak, and hopefully it won't be another year and a half when we do this again, and I have a better internet connection. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> not. And, and for those, well, it's an inside joke with uh, Veronica and myself. So, <laughs> so gotta um, love those inside jokes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So when last we spoke, um, we were talking about going professional. Today, we're going to be talking about hospitality. And Ronica has uh, a special project that she has uh, is working on right now and will be coming out in 2024. And we'll be able to see it here in the States uh, and in Canada. And uh, I'm definitely going to have a watch party when, I, when it comes out. So that way I can get it, you know, sitting right here at the couch and my big screen TV. And I'll take pictures for you, Veronica. So that way you can oh, please do. post it everywhere. I'll have my girls here oh. and everybody here. <laughs> awesome. But I'd like to um, know more about this project that you have coming up a little bit. And, um, you know, kind of everything that's been going on in your life since we last spoke. Right. Um, well, actually, do you know what? Come to think of it, um, mm -hmm. the project I'm working on is is very deeply rooted in hospitality. Mm -hmm. um, so I am working on my debut feature film. Uh, it's called it's called The Closing, mm -hmm. and it will be out on streaming services in in early 2024. Uh, and we're currently fundraising for it so somebody wants to help out but that's enough plugging and we will plug again later i promise mm -hmm. um but the story itself uh is actually quite it, hospitality is quite central to the story hospitality or the lack thereof mm -hmm. right um so the story centers around uh this community on an island here in ireland um and two women who have been shunned from that community for various reasons, and and the history is is quite a dark one, and it's it's you know it it ain't a comedy that I'm making, <laughs> um, but at its core, uh, there are people who are not uh, being welcomed. There are people who are made to be different, made to be the other, and obviously, you know, racism plays into it. But um, at Fundamentally, the community in the, on this island does not want to welcome these women into their midst. Fundamentally, they do not have hospitality for them. And then uh, a young man um, arrives on the island and he is welcomed. Mm -hmm. And in turn, he, he's able to, um, he is able to, to, uh, I suppose bridge the gap. So, when I think about when I think about hospitality and when I think about the project that I'm working on so intensively at the moment, when I think about the closing and 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 kind of what it means to me and what what I uh, intend, uh, what I intend for the impact from this story to be, um, welcoming others and allowing people in and and bringing people together is very much a, a, a core theme 
um, for this film. And I think for most of my work as a writer, mm-hmm. um, I think for I think for most of what I most of what I do um, is is you know ha- is looked at through the prism of of uh, being welcomed. Um, because I, I grew up, I grew up all over the world. So I grew up in India for a time, and then I lived in Austria, and now I live in Ireland. Um, I was literally just having this this conversation with a friend. So I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I'm not, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, being being, I, I'm mixed. So my father's Indian and my mother's Austrian. Mm-hmm. So being welcomed was always something that wasn't an automatic thing it wasn't a given because being welcomed into my austrian side of the family it was an act of welcoming me that had to be consciously done and on the other side on the indian side of my family it was also an act of welcoming the white child and on the other side it was an act of welcoming the brown child and it was just the same child it was just me (laughs) um so being welcomed is something i i experience uh quite a lot and and i i i have a lot of people in my life who who uh give me hospitality and i think that teaches me um a lot about in turn then welcoming other people in absolutely absolutely um let's talk about behind the camera and 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 the welcoming uh that and the hospitality that uh, needs to occur there uh my experiences in live theater and i know when uh we're building sets and we're doing our rehearsals um we we kind of build a family uh back behind uh you know non-prying eyes and uh that allows the actors to feel confident enough to go ahead and give a wonderful performance. Uh, yeah. How is it with uh, how is it with film? Because I've only been on the other side of the camera and uh, you know be, been viewing films, um, but yeah. you know, give us a little backstage uh, of that. Well, filmmaking um, filmmaking is is oh my god, filmmaking at its core is is the most or one of the most I think, yeah, performing art mm-hmm. in general, uh, but filmmaking in particular, I think. Uh, collaboration is, oh my God, so tremendously important. You cannot, you cannot make a film by yourself. It, it, it just, it, it cannot be done. Mm-hmm. You cannot uh, put a stage play together by yourself. I mean, yes, there are one man shows, but even then, there's somebody sitting in the ring doing the lighting. So it's not, it, it's never completely by yourself. Um, and we are so uniquely positioned in the performing arts that we have this wonderful opportunity to collaborate and we have this wonderful opportunity to to bring other people into our world in a very as a writer and as a director in a very literal sense i have to open up the world that i built uh inside my head with the voices in my head um (laughs) i have to i have to open up that world to other people um and welcome them in and then they make it a better world it they always do as soon as I, as soon as I let other people into into my art or into my creativity or into the project that I'm working on, it automatically becomes better and bigger and more wonderful than I could have ever envisioned it. Um, so, so collaboration on every scale, whether it's you know whether it's the PA who makes sure that that um, 
you know, when my gaffer gets grumpy, um, <laughs> that, that, that they get, that they get a, a bottle of water and, and fresh air, sure. um, is, is, is just as, just as uniquely important as the equally grumpy DOP who just can't get the shot <laughs> and gets grumpy about it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm painting a very grumpy picture of Fu here, but you know, <laughs> we've all been on film sets where that has indeed been the case. Um, but, uh, but it's, it's, yeah, we are, we are so uniquely positioned, um, in that, I think we were saying this before the recording started, mm. um, you put 20 plus creative people together uh, in a room and add a little high pressure and add long working hours and add little daylight, but a lot of, uh, you know, fake light. Um, mm -hmm. And you'll get you'll get an explosive mix of just wonderfulness that happens. <laughs> um, so so, uh, yeah, filmmaking is uh, unique in in its collaborative um, and welcoming uh, nature, I think. Absolutely. And I noticed you didn't say that the lighting designer is grumpy and that, that, that warms my heart because, <laughs> you know, being a lighting designer myself, I know I'm never grumpy. Never, no, never would occur no. to me to be grumpy. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. When the, when the tech don't work and, mm -hmm. and the director is making demands and the actor is saying it's too bright and then yeah, no, mm -hmm. you never, you would never lose. No. Mm -mm, no. <laughs> we always leave the lighting directors and the lighting designers alone. We just, they're always right. They're always right. Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> One of my theories is, uh, and my wife rolls her eyes every time I say this, but for me, God was the first lighting designer. And he's obviously yep. a lighting designer because he said and it was then good. There was light. And then there yep. was light. And it was good. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Every lighting yeah, designer and, says that. <laughs> and, and and look, cinema is just cinema is like, you know, I Deacon said it beautifully, uh, cinematography is just painting with light. It's it's mm. um we underestimate we underestimate just how important every every single uh role is. Um and you know, it, as as people who just consume media uh, or people who, who who consume film and don't make it, um, it, it, we really, it, when you come into it before you before you join the industry, you really don't understand just how just how layered um, and just how uniquely diverse of a skill set uh, it takes to make to make a really good film, um, which again brings people with so many specific creative uh, ideas together, you know, cause, cause my gaffer is going to see the scene that I wrote in a script, you know, two years ago, mm -hmm. completely differently than, than my sound designer will, or then, you know, than I could have ever envisioned. And then from the actor's point of view, it's different again. And from, you know, from the production designer's view, it's different again. So it's just, it's such a melting pot of of creativity, uh, a film set that that we are just so uniquely privileged to get to experience that. Um, mm. And again, to bring it back to to the the core theme of this of this chat, uh, the hospitality, the opening up the stage, the opening up the world to to the idea that your opinion is just as beautiful and as smart and as important and as worthy of listening to as mine. Mm -hmm. um, 
so so if you if you if you go into a project with that mindset that that everybody everybody is hugely important um it will make everything go smoother Absolutely. That reminds me of a book that I uh, read in university uh, called A Sense of Direction. And the um, the author, uh, who is also a director, um, one of the things that he did with his actors uh, while they're in rehearsal. Now, folks, this doesn't work while you're actually doing a live performance or while you have a crew there that you're paying to be there. But uh, he used this in uh, rehearsal where he would uh, say yes twice to uh, whenever an actor had an idea. And his reasoning behind it is because he wanted the actor to feel comfortable. And sometimes the actor comes up with these great ideas that in rehearsal uh, that they connected with something in the script. Maybe it's a word or a phrase or whatever it is. And he was able to get fantastic performances out of that actor um, for that live show, how does that work in uh, in the film world? Does that does it even work in the film world? Well, you you better you better make it work. You better make it work, and you better give your actors. I get very excited about this. This is my favorite thing in the world. Um, this is this is the reason I do what I do, mm-hmm. uh, working with actors and getting performances uh, that that did not exist before and that couldn't have existed. Uh, you know outside of these very unique circumstances that we find ourselves in, uh, even in film. Um, theater, of course. Theater, uh, your your discoveries is in your rehearsal. But even when I make a film, I try to have as much rehearsal time as I possibly can. And if, if I can't, sorry, if I can't uh, have rehearsal time, at least I try to talk uh, as much as I possibly can to the actor and it is my favorite it's the it's the best it is there's nothing there is nothing 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 like the magic the absolute majesty and magic that happens when an actor discovers really when it clicks for the first time when an actor discovers who they are in this scene uh, because actors just rediscover themselves yes they they play characters and they portray things yes 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 we get it we get it but no in reality an actor will just always discover themselves over and over and over again a part of themselves that they had forgotten apart about a part of themselves that that they weren't 100 percent sure about something inside their soul is sparked and as my job as the director um and my job as a writer even uh to to give them enough fuel and to give them enough uh, you know, enough oxygen to, to make that fire, uh, you know, come to light and, and, and blaze into existence. And it is the most magical moment. So um, working on the closing, for example, um, mm. the closing is, is, is centered around uh, the, the central character. I don't want to call him a protagonist because the poor man does not know who he is at all. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it very, very centrally, um, I wrote and created that story for the actor who is playing uh, this character, David um, Shane, who is who's not only a you know a tremendous friend of mine, but one of the best actors I have ever I have ever laid eyes on. But he is such a fantastic actor because he doesn't act. Mm-hmm. He do, he just he's he just exists, and then he looks to me and says, "Okay." I have, I got a flame going over here. Can you bring me some firewood and can you find some air towards me so I can, you know, become an inferno? Exactly. And then I do that and then he just goes on fire. <laughs> and, it's, and it's the most wonderful thing to witness. Um, 
and and working with actors like that who really understand that 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 they just need to breathe and exist and everything else will fall into place nothing is ever forced mm-hmm. um really really good actors and really really good performers will understand that that if they're forcing their performance it's wrong and a good director will also understand that if they're trying to force a performance or mm-hmm. micromanage or say listen you need to raise your left eyebrow at this word and if you don't do that then you don't do it no mm-hmm. no <laughs> that's not how it works no <laughs> you you give them the environment in which they can create that emotion mm-hmm. um and then you just watch those emotions unfold um and i especially like writers are very screenwriters especially god bless us but screenwriters are so precious sometimes about mm-hmm. their oh but i wrote i wrote that he should raise his left eyebrow before <laughs> i'm like no <laughs> no mm-hmm. you do not i i always say to my actors i hand them a script and then i let them let them read the scene and then we run we read the scene once together and then i take the script away and say uh okay and now we just do the scene however we feel like it what i wrote down is a loose guideline at most mm-hmm. uh we're gonna we're gonna have fun with this and and i think that's a that's a much easier way of of letting actors find who they really want to be um and it works it works some actors are more are, feel more comfortable when they have like when they can stick to a script and when they when they really know okay but do you want me to raise my eyebrow or do you want me to like my left or my right eyebrow which <laughs> eyebrow do you want me to raise so some actors just need that just need that that more kind of um structured approach let's say sure. uh, but the actors that i really that i really enjoy working with uh have that that very same free-flowing um uh approach which again again it, it, it we 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 will keep coming back to the theme of of um creating a platform creating an open world that welcomes uh that welcomes everybody in and gives everybody a place on the stage Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and with, you know, with, with what we're asking actors to do, which is, you know, find, uh, and I think you were mentioning this before we, we hit record, um, th- they need to find their connection with it because they're not, yeah. you know, it, it's not, if they can find themselves within that script and they can bring yeah. that out, it's, it, it's much truer performance. It's a, it's, yes. it, it is that inferno that you're talking yeah. about. And the only way to do that is if they feel welcome enough, if they, if they feel yeah. that they're safe enough to do that, because I've been an actor and I've dealt with directors that are like, you must raise that left eyebrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've worked with that and they got a performance that was true to the script. I said every yeah. word and I felt crappy about it and didn't want to work with that director again. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if, if that's, if that's the style that you're going for and if you find your, if you find your tribe uh, that, that works like that. Okay, cool. You know, mm-hmm. you do you. Uh, it's just not something I could ever, I just, I cannot, I, I, I cannot work like that. Mm-hmm. I just, I no. Um, for me, for me, it's much more important, uh, to, to let the flames go where, where, where they may. Um, and also for me, what, what I, what I really find, uh, I don't know. 
I suppose I, I should be very careful about how I choose my words here. I'm going to say the way I like to work is understanding that everybody else's creativity is is as strong and as wonderful and as powerful as my own mm-hmm. and to never presume that I know best because mm-hmm. if I'm if I if I'm if I'm in the room if I'm in a room with other people I like to presume that those other people are as creative and as wonderful as I am um you know and it, as talented as I am and definitely more experienced than I am. Um, so if, if I'm the, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I am in the wrong room. We do not want to be, we do never want to be the smartest person or the most talented or the most interesting or the most anything. Mm-hmm. We want to surround ourselves with people who are, who are as amazing as we are. Um, and that's never to say that you are not amazing if you're, you know, but, you know, find people who are, who are equally as interesting and everybody is every, Oh my God, Mm -hmm. every person on this planet is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, when we micromanage or when we try to uh, enforce or when we try to say, Oh no, no, only my, my opinion or only my vision or only my creativity is the one that matters. um, We diminish other people's, creativity we diminish their input we diminish uh the the their flame um and that's not my job that is definitely not my job as a director uh as a as a creative person um to 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 do that to my to my colleagues um to my friends Mm -hmm. so yeah again creating that that hospitality and creating that that hospitable environment where they are allowed to thrive where they you know have have wonderful rich soil from which to grow um and enough oxygen in their leaves uh to you know um to to be able to breathe and that's that's what we should be creating and that goes beyond that goes beyond a film set that goes beyond the creative sector that goes into every aspect of of life really Mm -hmm. um that's what we're supposed to do Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's been a year and a half uh, since uh, since we chatted, uh, you know, uh, with the podcast. But um, as soon as I got your email, and it was like, hey, Tim, I've got a new project going on. Let's, you know, let's talk um, immediately. I was just I was doing cartwheels um, <laughs> in the background here. I'm like, yes, because, <laughs> you know, I invited you, you know, we, we, we actually invited each other into each other's yeah. life back a year and a half ago. And yeah. we've both uh, grown as people, uh, you know, yes. from that, uh, from that experience, because when you told me, Hey, listen, I'm, you know, I am uh, 30 days away from turning 30 or 29 days away from turning 30. And, uh, you know, I'm leaving my comfy day job and I'm going to go professional. For me, that challenged me to go, you know what? I can do that too. And um, so that's what I'm doing in my day job is I'm doing podcasting in my day job. But I still get the opportunity to connect with people that get it. Uh, you know, yeah. with, with, with creatives that get it. And, and I think that's a wonderful thing with hospitality. Um, the thing I was going to talk to you about, though, is um, kind of the, uh, the writing side of it, because we can, uh, a lot of people can experience um, a lot of isolation as a writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know with my, uh, with my early writings, 
I wasn't thinking about the audience. I was just, you mm-hmm. know, doing whatever came to my head and put it out there and people didn't understand it, didn't connect with it. Mm-hmm. But then when I started to think about the audience and, you know, mm-hmm. how they're going to perceive it, then uh, my poetry became much better, much better received. Uh, so, yeah, I'm doing Friday night poetry readings and getting to yell at other people's children, not my own, mm-hmm. which is a fun release, let me tell you. Yeah. But how, yeah. how does that work for a, a screenwriter such as yourself? And if I understand you correctly, you're also a poet as well. So I Yes, I, I brought out a poetry collection last year called uh, I Love You, Dave Taylor. Um, and I'm bringing out another poetry collection in March, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be called Joy Clings. Um, but plugging aside. <laughs> well, and of course, um, you're going to read all those at a Friday night poetry well, reading here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Oh, I would love to. Okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually the the spoken word in uh, industry. I was going to say, but the spoken word, the spoken word um, community in Dublin is quite strong. I mean, obviously, Dublin is is mm-hmm. Dublin's heart is made of beat poetry. It is. It's so vibrant, um, and I love that community. So yes, I, I, we, yeah, and if you ever. If, again hospitality mm-hmm. if you invite me over i will i would love to oh my god um but anyway yes uh for for, for poetry and for screenwriting uh and people always look at me funny but i know you will understand when i say the words have to taste good mm-hmm. they have to taste delicious when you say them um for screenwriting it's hugely important that that the especially the dialogue um has to read like something you'd want to say out loud right mm-hmm. it has to have that certain rhythm to it it has to have that certain um deliciousness because i really i i just i know people most people do not get it when i say words have to be delicious but they really really do it's it's the feeling inside your inside your head when you say something that that is written well mm-hmm. um that's the one thing that makes it memorable. That's the one thing that people will come back to. That is the one thing. That's why people quote certain parts from movies at each other. That's why people go back to certain songs over and over again. It's because those words taste delicious. It's like your comfort food. It is the thing that you want to come back to again and again and again because it makes your the insides of your synapses um, happy. Mm-hmm. When when you experience those words, and as writers, we are so tremendously, uh, we are so tremendously lucky that we get to design. Um, we we do something that is as writers, we do something that is that is so incredibly unique, in that we create pathways inside people's brains. Um, we create experiences uh, in in the space between the page and the and the eye. Um, that that did not exist before, and are uh, and that are completely, completely unique to each reader, mm-hmm. um, and to each person who hears your voice, whether it's your voice that comes directly from you, or whether it's your voice um, transcribed through the voice of an actor. Um, it's it's we are. It's something magical that the voices inside your head all of a sudden turn into voices inside other people's heads it's 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 insanity at the highest level and it is the most beautiful insanity that makes us uh that makes us human um there's nothing there's nothing like that uh and it's 
it is the point at which we became human is when we started telling each other stories. That was the first moment uh, in which humanity existed, I think. You know, when, when we were sitting around a fire and all of a sudden one of us stood up and told a story. Mm. And that was the moment we became human humanity. Um, so it, it's, it's, it, is, it is the most magical thing. Um, so when we're writing, uh, to write with, with that in mind, as exactly as you were saying, to write with the knowledge in mind that you are creating uh, electrical impulses in somebody else's brain is, uh, is, oh, the majesty and the magic that comes from that. I think if we, if we write with, with that knowledge, um, how could I ever feel alone while I'm writing? How could I ever? How could I ever, for a moment, consider that I'm alone in the world when I know um, that I am partaking in a ritual that is as old as humanity itself? Um, so, you know, if we remember that, yeah. Awesome, awesome to hear. Awesome to hear, Ronica. Let's talk. Uh, let's do the plugging. Let's do the okay. plugging right now. Yeah, because we have the internet still going on and I want to make sure we get this. <laughs> I don't want to break the internet again here. So Yeah. But uh let let's talk about um uh let's talk about the poetry and um mm -hmm. where can uh yeah, where can we find this? You, you have one that's already out, one that's coming out. So where am I yeah. going to be able to find that at? So uh, the one that's already out uh, is a poetry and letter collection called uh, I Love You, Dave Taylor. And it was written, oh, it's a collection that, that it took me oh, my whole life. Um, mm -hmm. But it was written about this man that I was oh so very in love with. Uh, so I had written several love letters to him. Um, and he's a lovely man. Like he didn't mm -hmm. love me back, but God bless him. He's a lovely, he's a lovely guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, these, they were so well written, these love letters and they were so good. Sure. <laughs> he didn't want them. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I don't care if you don't want them. They're really well written. This is mm -hmm. good. This is good literature. <laughs> we, can't, <laughs> we can't let this get to waste. Right. Exactly. So, um, so I published, I, pu I published some of the letters and just, uh, lumped it all in with, with, you know, poetry and, and prose pieces that I'd collected over the years. Um, so that came out, uh, in March of last year. Mm -hmm. Um, and we did several live shows here in Dublin and I did one live show, uh, in, in Westmeath for it, kind of slapping in the middle of the country um and the the shows were a real success and and we invited actors in um to perform some of the pieces and it was it was a really it was a wonderful summer in which i got to tour uh in which i got to tour this book um mm -hmm. and pieces from it uh all over the country essentially um so i said oh my god i have to do this again this is this is the best thing ever so uh i started writing joy clings which is the poetry collection that's coming out in march i started writing that um in october um and it's it's a more concise piece of piece of work i think uh this this collection is definitely if if uh dave taylor was a uh, a collection of singles Mm -hmm. then this would be a very deliberately designed album. Nice. Uh, I'd have to say it's, it's very, the themes are very consistent. Whereas the, the themes in Dave Taylor are because 
I collected pieces from from years. So some of these pieces I'd written, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas all the pieces that are that are in Joy Kling's are um, pieces that I wrote in the span of six months. Wow. Um, so they're thematically very consistent, which is quite interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I will definitely uh, be picking up uh, both copies of those books, um, you know, especially the one coming out in March and then uh, the one that you already have out. Can we go to your website and purchase those books or where do we um, go? Yes. Or- so both of them, uh, both of them are on Amazon. Um, you can go to my website, ronicamerrill.com, mm-hmm. um, where you will find a link um, where you will also find videos uh, of, of, uh, a performance or some of some of the performances um and yeah on social media i tend to i tend to uh put up uh performances as well mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah good deal now as as far as the movie goes the film that you're yes. working on um you, you said it's going to be on streaming services so um yeah. any idea what uh, services they're going to be on or we're still um, waiting to hear on that we are waiting to hear on that, and we are dis- distribution is is a, a wild beast. Mm. Um, <laughs> but we should be able to make an announcement on where exactly we will be distributed. Now we are also hoping, but in order to do that, we'd have to fundraise a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also hoping for a, a limited theatrical release uh, in Los Angeles and New York. Mm. Um, but in order to, to get there, we would have to fundraise. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is an effort that is also ongoing. So I know, uh, you know, all my friends that listen to this podcast, they have a ton of money. So, Veronica, <laughs> I don't because I have twin girls. So you know that I have no money. But if somebody is so inclined to be hospitable to get <laughs> yes. your film out there into the world where it needs to be where can they go for that uh right now we are fundraising um on Mm greenlit.com which is which is a fundraising site specifically for for independent filmmakers um but just to just to kind of give everybody a reason as to why this film should be made and 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 why i believe so strongly that that it is a film that is incredibly important this is I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. To me, stories, storytelling is, the, as I was saying, it is it is the very core of humanity. Um, but this story, this story is is so important. Um, it's a story about it's a story about understanding who you are and who you want to be as a society. It's a story about, you know, a, a community struggling with a decision on whether to whether to be kind or whether to do the thing that they need to do. It's it's a story about um, what it means to be a woman and mm-hmm. what it means to be um, struggling with your femininity. It's there's so much uh, in this film that is just so incredibly important to me. It's it. it the essence of this film is everything I stand for. You know, it defies, it defies racism. It it, it defies the the white savior complex. It defies, um, you know, trauma and survival. It it's it's. 
there will never be a time in my life when I will not try to get this film made, mm -hmm. right? Until the moment where, where we can put it up in a cinema. Um, I will, and if it takes me 10 years, it will, I will not stop. I, I cannot stop trying to tell this story. Um, and all the people who are, who are involved in it uh, will, will continue to try to tell this story. Um, so if people want to help, I don't think is, is the right word, but yes, of course, it's, it's a huge help. But if people want to feel like um, they, they created something um, that means a lot to a lot of different people, mm -hmm. um, then they, they can help us out. Um, like I said, Greenlit is, is the site where I'm currently, um, where we're currently fundraising. Um, the link will be, uh, in the show notes, I presume. Yes. Um, so there are, there's even, uh, we are, we are open to bringing on board executive producers. So if anybody has ever wanted to, to have their name attached, um, to a, a project, then that, that position is open. Um, so yeah, we, we're telling a really incredible, uh, we're recreating a really incredible piece of, of uh, humanity here mm -hmm. with this film. Um, and it would, be, it would be an honor if people wanted to help out. And you know, what better way uh, to do that? You, you don't need the Starbucks coffee. It, it's bad coffee anyways. That's, that stuff is <laughs> ick. I, I, unless Starbucks yeah. is listening and then you all need to be supporting <laughs> Ronica here. I mean, your yes. coffee is the best thing <laughs> on the planet here. Sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, think, you know, think about being a part of that creation process and that is a way to do that. I can tell from personal experience, I have actually helped, uh, financially, uh, with a film in, in the past. It, it was a long time ago. They needed like 200 bucks and I was like, uh, I'm not using it. Here you go. Have the 200. And they made a yeah. film and it feels good to see your name in the credits. You're like, yeah, I was part of that. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like producing your own book. You know, you get, yeah. you get to put it on the bookshelf back there and, and, yeah. and I've got to have a special spot for your two books. So I'm, I'll make a special <laughs> spot in my bookshelf there. And uh, it, it just, it, it feels good when you bring things like this into the world. And, uh, yes. so, uh, yeah. I'm going to encourage everybody and, uh, you, you have me here on tape saying it, I will make sure that I put my money where my mouth is. I won't have Starbucks <laughs> this week and, uh, I'll make sure that I uh, so definitely much. donate to it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really, um, it's, we're, we're a small independent film, um, and we are pulling together a team. Uh, that is just incredible. And everybody that again, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, filmmakers are, are just such wonderful collaborators collaborators and mm -hmm. um, the people are, are pouring their heart and their soul. And we're, look, we're working 16 hour days We're you know, we're tirelessly um, trying to create something tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, I'm literally going to be spending about 12 hours uh, trawling through the forests here in Ireland um, to to find perfect locations. Um, so the three of us, my my uh, director of photography, my lead actor, Shane, and myself, we're just going to be 
spending the entire day wading through the mud <laughs> and and fighting through mm-hmm. the through the the branches and the bushes to find uh, to find magical locations uh, in a forest that that will really really bring this film to life. So, um, it the passion that has gone into this project is just is absolutely incredible, um, and I am so lucky that other people have invited me in uh, into their world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I may that I may create my own. Um, I'm very very blessed and lucky. Like I said, I I can't wait to actually see it because we're going to have it right here. You know, show you know showcased in my home in in my studio here. So everyone is welcome. Yes. Um, I've got a big couch, and uh, if you're over in the states anytime, yeah, definitely stop on by. We've got a big couch here. We can put it on the yeah. big screen here, and you'll be good yes. to go. Oh, yeah, it would be awesome. That would be the best. There we go. Veronica, thank you so much again. Um, a year and a half, we're, we're, uh, we're going to have to, uh, I- I'm going to work better on making sure it's not a year and a half next time we talk with you, okay? Oh, I am sure. We will, we, will, we will chat again very soon, and I am just so grateful. Thank you again for having me on. Thank you again for your hospitality mm-hmm. um, and the, your welcoming and warm nature. It's just such a pleasure. Thank you. Well, that was today's card. I appreciate you you taking a listen to this podcast, and I really appreciate the time that you put into it, and I hope you appreciate the time that I put into it. Um, I do want to ask you a slight favor. If you got any benefit out of this, I'd ask you to go ahead and share it with a friend. Um, You know, whatever app you're using, if you're on my website, you know, go ahead and give them the website. If you're, you know, using an app, you know, share it through your app. There's lots of different ways, lots of different apps out there. So I'm not going to go through them all. But yeah, go ahead and share it with a friend. I don't mind. Don't mind at all. The other thing I'd like to ask of you is that if uh, you have something going on in your neck of the woods, or if you have, you know, a uh, piece of art that you're working on that I can help you out with, or if you want to get your work out there to other people, I'd be happy to interview you on this show. You can email me, timothy at createartpodcast.com. And I'd be happy to get back with you and, and talk about it and see what we can do about that. The last thing I'm going to ask of you, and I know I'm asking a ton, and I apologize for that, but could you go ahead and email me and let me know what would make this a five-star podcast in your eyes? I'd like to know about that. You can, you know, the, a lot of the apps out there, you can comment right there on the app and and, and leave, your, uh, leave your review or all that. And by all means, go ahead and do that. Um, even if it's not a five-star, if it's a four-star, if it's a one-star, go ahead and do that. But what I would ask you to do, please, is to go ahead and email me same email address, timothy at createartpodcast.com. And let me know what's going to make this a five-star podcast for you. Now, I'm going to release you to the rest of your day. I hope this was enjoyable for you. I know it was enjoyable for me. So go out there. Tame that inner critic. Create more than you consume. And go out there and make some art for somebody you love, yourself. I'll talk to you next time.